This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Wednesday, March 18th, 2020. And, of course, we're still dealing with the coronavirus. It, you know, I don't even know if I want to mention it every day. It's going to be with us for the next months. Actually, the coronavirus will be here forever. Just so you know, it's never going away. It's never going away. Uh, it's going to spread throughout the world eventually. But I don't want to frighten you. It's just going to be like any other virus that we have. There's some differences, of course. One is it's brand new, so there's no treatments, and that's a big difference. And another is that it it is it spreads easy. So there's the big two big two major big difference between a flu, regular flu and the coronavirus. Because the coronavirus could be severe or, or not severe, uh, and most people survive it just fine. So, but we're still dealing with it, and it's causing huge. When I say we, I mean we, you and me, and the, our, our invest talk, our investments in the market. Okay, we're still dealing with it. It's going to continue to be there. There's still going to be continued volatility, but I have have a feeling we're going to have a, a short-term rally here in the not-too-distant future. I don't know if that's going to be, that's going to be the, the rally from the bottom and go to new highs. I'm not saying that. I think that's, uh, that's going to be a little, that's a little optimistic. But I do think we're going to see a decent bounce here pretty soon, more than just a one-day thing. I mean, uh, you know, putting in a bottom and then coming off the bottom. But we'll see. I mean, you know, there's hard guessing these things is pretty much impossible, but that's what I think. I'm Steve Peasley. I hope you can call me today at this hour through this Investop Radio program and its podcast. We hope to provide you guidance, try to weather this storm we're dealing with. And I can help you become a better investor just by you listening to the show. I really can. And, of course, another way Justin and I do that, you know, is we implement a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. Our company, KBP Financial, is different from our other investment advisors because we're dedicated to unbiased guidance. We put our money where our mouth is, right alongside our clients. So when we lose money, we lose money for ourselves and them. I mean, it's very difficult to do that. It's very difficult to lose money. And, you know, that's, you know, last year I was on this radio telling you that the market is overvalued and I was pretty consistent about it. The market's overvalued. It's not extremely overvalued, but it's overvalued and we're due for a, a, you know, a decent correction. And of course, nothing ever happened. <laughs> I mean, for almost a whole year. And then, of course, now this has happened. This is a black swan event. No one could predict this. No one. But the market always finds a way to Correct. Now, this is a bear market. This is vastly different than just a correction. We're in a bear market, and we're going from the highs of a month ago, 52-week highs, all-time highs for the market now, to, you know, falling 30 35% from that high. The bear markets described anything above 20%. And, of course, no one really could predict this. It was pretty difficult. Um, um, I'm, I'm glad we were pretty cautious in some of our programs. We were pretty cautious. It's unfortunate that even in our most conservative account, stable account, account, we've lost some value because all it is is bonds. It's not even to the market at all. But the yields are still there, and you know we'll, the, all our bonds will go back to par. 
not, not really worried about it. We don't have any high-risk bonds at all. They're all low-risk. And in our other balanced income, which is half bonds, half high-dividend-paying stocks, well, that 50% of high-dividend-paying stocks, we were only about 35%. And now we're down to, what, maybe 20, 25%? I don't know. I haven't looked at it today, but... Uh, yeah, we're we're we've been pretty conservative on that issue. The two stock accounts we have, one has done pretty darn well because it has shorts. We've had shorts on it for over a year, and they held it back last year, but they looking pretty good this year to help help with it. Fall, it's falling because we have some longs too. The other pro, the other stock program, eh, not so good. It's fallen pretty much with the market, so it's difficult. And, you know, I'm losing, I'm in every one of those programs with my personal money. But we're not nearly as bad as the overall market. It's been difficult, though. Okay, I'm here to answer any of your questions. Whatever you want to talk about, anything financial, we'll talk about it. The end-time listener line is open, and I apologize. The number is 888-99-CHART, and I apologize it because there's we've had some system failures here. And we just got that thing back up after hours, 888-99-CHART. So you can now call and leave your questions any time. Before it was just ringing and there was no system. The e-voice connection was dis- disconnected somehow. I don't know how. But it was disconnected and uh, you couldn't leave a, your, your voicemail questions. Well, now it's reconnected. You can leave all your questions again. And, of course, it happens right when the market's doing this kind of you know, thing. So all you were able to do is call us live. So we're still live now, and you can call us right now, 888-99-CHART. And let me, uh, you know, Justin has canceled his San Jose trip for obvious reasons he can't get there. I mean, uh, you know, the, the San Jose has, has pretty much shut down. So, But he's contacted all the appointments, and if you had an appointment, I'm sure he's talked to you already. And uh, so we're just not going to be able to do that. Now, my appointments in Chicago and Houston are still good, uh, but that's a month away, and I'm knocking on wood that by then there won't be, you know, I'll be able to get there. I'm pretty sure I will be. I, I mean, it was a two-week thing for the from the federal government, but each state and county, city, state, and county can make up their own rules, so we're dealing with that. Okay, my main talking point today concerns, is now the time to consider buying the megatech club, big tech stocks? You know, for all you people that wanted to get into these, including myself, remember I was whining that they were too expensive, too expensive? Maybe it's getting time, getting closer to tease in. Maybe not buy a whole position, maybe buy a partial position in some of the megatechs. We're going to talk about them. And then, of course, we're talking about the FANG stocks. And we'll talk about them in, in, in a few minutes. But that's my main talking point. Also, smart money thinks those same FANG stocks will lead the market up. And how about some economic numbers? Have you seen the economic numbers out this week? And there's a lot of them. No one has paid attention to any of them because they look backwards. Well, we'll go over the backwards one. Tomorrow we're going to have a leading economic indicator come out. So I'll discuss that. And why were bonds going down in value? The 10-year Treasury yield went up to 1.15. It was down to 0.47 last week. And then all of a sudden, the turnaround went up. Why is that? They should be going down because the Fed lowered rates, so their rates should go down. Why'd they go up? And it made a really odd situation. Well, I'm going to make a comparison with the 2008 
crash and what happened with bonds then. Those are going to be our discussion points, guys. Whatever you want to talk, though, comes first, as you know. So we're going to go to Ken in Wisconsin first. How you doing, Ken? What's out there in Wisconsin? Is it cold? Are you warming up? Um, uh, yeah, we're getting there. No more snow, really, on the ground. Well, that's good. Um, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm looking at uh, WES, and I'm actually looking at it against, uh, you know, the oil market right now is, you know, everything's been super down, so I'm just wondering, you know, I'm trying to make my plays get in a little bit here, a little bit there, and I'm interested between WES and SANG, so it's uh, the S-A-N-G, Diamondback Energy, is it? Okay, what symbol was that again? Uh, what, them. what was the symbol of this stock you want to talk about? Say it again, W-E-S? Oh, W-E-S, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm working with some technical situations here, so making it difficult. Western Mystery and Partners. We talked about, um, what was the other partnership we talked about yesterday? Uh, EPD, I think it was. Um, and there's issues that you've got to be aware of with these things. Um, one is it's a limited partnership that owns three types of partnerships. So this is a partnership that owns three other partnerships in the Western Gas Partnership LP. Okay, so... It owns interest in that and in Western Gas. Now, I want to know: is it in the pipelines? Is it actual gas that it owns? Because we have a lot of gas. I mean, we have so much gas out there that we, you know, that we're we're going to need. We don't need. Okay. Now, if we're moving to a recession, which is highly likely, uh, if this lasts much longer, uh, this is going to continue down. Even though it's pretty cheap. I'm sure you saw the Ken. I mean, when you look at the earnings, the earnings are going to go down. But right now, the earnings are two dollars and two cents this year, and then a dollar ninety six next year, and they pay a huge dividend because of that. But uh, that whole scenario is going to reverse. That their, their sales are going to go down. They've been rising recently, but they're going to go down because prices of natural gas are going down. So that's why you're seeing the stock fall pretty hard. I mean, we're talking severely hard from what a month ago. It was at twelve, thirteen dollars a share, and today is at three dollars fifty cents. In other words, I don't. Think it, I think it's too early, West. Too early to consider it, and it's a very high risk kind of deal. That huge amount of debt, WES. You know, those three partnerships. The problem I mentioned yesterday is debt. Debt. Something you pay attention to. Because these earnings are down and down, and they even pay the full cost debt that they have. And that's a big danger sign. So I, I don't buy it. I just wait for can. Thanks for the call. Listen to investors. I'm Steve Beasley, and you, you and I both know that no one can really reliably predict where the markets are going. I, I can't tell you. I have a feeling we might get a nice bounce. Not just one day bounce, but a, a week or two. I move up. But that might be a, a fake out. Don't be, don't be too anxious to buy. So we want to talk to you. We have to deal with the market volatility. You got to balance your portfolio and take the risk that you want. Remember, I talk about risk all the time, every day, pounding it hit. Now, if you have the proper amount of risk, you shouldn't be selling because you didn't worry about it. But see, everybody got used to a bull market for years and years and years. That's the danger. We're live. Eight nine chart. Now Steve is here 
ready with answers, and he's waiting for your calls. 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve and Justin. Uh, thanks for your show. I really appreciate it. So I really appreciate it. I wanted to ask a question. You know, with this dip, I see Disney as a potential good buy. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Um, you know, small dividend, and you know, the PE now is under 20 with the recent dip, and it's almost at its you know 52-week low. I realize the coronavirus fears could hurt some of their you know park attendance, but you know, with the streaming and obviously they're always making movies, I think it could be a good buy here. Just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Thanks. I kind of like Disney. Uh, I I really do kind of like it. Now they have three income uh, divisions, and one of them is the parks, and the parks are going to get hit, right? We know that. And that, by the way, is their biggest uh, income stream. Then the movies, and then uh, then the other entertainment, TV, and their new their new streaming uh, TV and stuff. So those those things will probably do just fine. Um, so it's two of the three will be fine, and it's the parks that have to reopen. And eventually they're going to reopen. But the question is, is Disney gone down far enough? They were $140, $145, and now they're at $88. Uh, how, much, how much pain are they going to cause in their 2020 earnings? Well, it's difficult because if they have blockbuster movies, that will you know, bump that up. The estimate is a little over $5 a share. And then 2021, it's a little over $6 a share. Those are probably going to get hit, right? I mean, it's hard to know about 2021. That could be fine. But I do like it as far as the value. The value of Disney is getting better and better. I would not jump in it yet. I mean, it made a new 52-week low today. But it, what's interesting, it, it uh, uh, ended up at the very top of the range, trading range today. That tells me that eh, you, know, you might get a short-term bounce because it's all oversold. Okay, this is Best Talk, everybody. Be right back, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Is it delivering the types of gains you want and need to achieve financial freedom? Well, turn up the volume, because there are many questions that deserve unbiased answers. And Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your calls live. 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. And just so you know, that number was has uh, always been active, but the answering system broke down. The e-voice answering system broke down. But now it's back up. So after hours, you can ask your questions, and we'll play them on the next show. We promise. Okay, um, let's look at the my main talking point today, and that is, is it time to buy Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, Alphabet? Is it time to buy that? Well, this is a technical look. Piper Sandler technical analysis can look at each one of these. And, for instance, he looked at Microsoft, and he said, well, buy Apple, uh, Microsoft. Uh, maybe you should see a pullback uh 
the 140 or the $132 area, uh, that would be a good place technically to buy it. Now, Microsoft was, uh, you know, it, 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 that would be another 8% decline. Microsoft is only down 12% this crash month. So that would be a 20% total decline. And he's saying that's where you pick that one up. And um, on uh, Apple, Apple's a little bit different. Uh, and this, and of course, these are all the big mega cap, and everybody wanted these. These are Fang stocks, right? He, he noted that the $225 level would present an opportunity to buy a 10% drop where it is now. Amazon, excuse me, Amazon, <coughs> excuse me, Amazon. He sees uh, uh, he identifies about 1,700 level for Amazon, and uh, for Alphabet about a thousand as a buy spot. So those are all, he's looking at a chart. He's saying this is where there's a lot of support coming into the stock. Now the problem with that, it could blow right down through support, okay, and, and that's happened very often. But from a technical point of view, this is what he sees as support. And I'm looking at those two, those very same areas, and he's right. There is a lot of support there. Um, I would, though, after I'm looking at the support lines, take a look at the fundamentals. Okay, and I'm realizing that the future earnings projections is going to be cut. And I would cut them down maybe 25% or so and then evaluate the stock. Remember, I'm a value plus growth investor. On the big stocks, I want value. So try to, you know, I want the fundamentals looked at first. Technicals is second, fundamentals in first. Now, if you're looking at a stock like, you know, Amazon, who are, who's hiring 100,000 new people and is doing great, uh, who, and actually went up today, and for the week it's up 2.52%, okay, that tells you something about Amazon. So their earnings are probably going to go up, not down. The stock is still pretty darn expensive, okay? But, you know, maybe with this recent fall, you've got a point where you might be able to Maybe buy a small position, at least tease into it. Maybe you should do that. Anyways, that's technical analysis, and you know, I, I think that I think it's, it's value. I think it's of, of a value, but I don't want you to just buy something on technical analysis. Now, as regular listeners know, Justin and I make a practice to get in as many calls, questions as we can. We really want to do that. So let's go to our voice bank. This question came in early at at our anytime listener line number eight 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 ninety nine chart. Hi, my name's Kevin. I am looking at Prudential, P-R-U, and it looks like the stock has kind of crashed through some support. I'm just looking to see if it's a good idea to enter at all. I'm kind of thinking of it as potentially a core holding. Uh, I don't know if that's the right thinking. And I'm kind of targeting it at about 67 bucks. if it drops that far. I realize it could just jump right up any day and get way away from that, but... Wondering your thoughts. If you could give me an idea, I'll be listening on the podcast. Thanks. Okay. Um, Prudential is falling pretty hard. It's at $46.18 right now. $46.18. Is it a good buy at that level? Yes. Uh, we're looking at a, a, a offers life insurance, annuities, mutual funds, and retirement products in the U.S., Europe, and Asia. And so earnings are probably going to get hit. They're supposed to be $12.08, up 3% this year, and then up another 10% next year. Well, let's say they don't, it doesn't go at all. You don't get that 13% increase. 
Okay, so let's go based on last year's earnings. $11.69 is what it made last year. Well, it's a $46 stock. That's under a 5 PE, moving to a 4 PE. The dividend yield is 9.5%. Well, is the dividend yield in danger? No. Cash flow is $12. So let's say that goes down 25%. Okay, now the cash flow is $8. Can it still pay 9.5%? Yes, because that's like $4.50. And they have a cash. So on those fundamental basis, it looks pretty good. So it's a core holding. It's an $18 billion company. It is a core holding and has fallen very hard. I just don't think it's, you know, if you're going to tease into it, only buy a partial position. I'm going to be telling that, telling you a lot, people. If you are going to be buying something, make it a partial position right now because the market is still very volatile. We want to see it calm down. You could also wait. You don't have to be in a big rush. Okay? Trivia question before the break. Okay, as we go to break, here's the question. We have just over 100 Americans dead from the coronavirus so far. But back in 1918, a far larger number of Americans died from the Spanish flu. So how many did die? Just in the United States. From the flu, Spanish flu. I'll have the answer after the break. But now, taking the market financial questions live, 888-99-CHART. Numbers are elusive. I bought this stock last year at about $6.75. They're always changing. I got them at $3.99 and it took a major hit. First up, then down, then up again, or maybe sideways. What would be a good entry point? On Invest Talk, the focus is on numbers that affect our listeners and their portfolios. Carl in Ohio, he wants to talk about his 401k. Hi, Justin, a uh, longtime listener of the show. I absolutely love it. Let's go to Dave in San Leandro. You've got to be prepared for volatility. I want to know what you think for someone like me. And they know it. I'm 31 years old. So the questions keep coming. Should I dollar cost average that? 24 7. How much of your portfolio should you put into like ETFs and mutual funds? From every part of America. Hey, Steve and Justin. My name's Josh, calling from Buffalo, New York. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein analyze the complex patterns in those numbers and do their very best to decipher the potential meanings. Thanks for everything you guys do. And here's one number that keeps rising. More than 20 million InvestTalk podcast downloads. And for that, Steve and Justin thank their loyal listeners. I find you guys to be pretty much entirely trustworthy. So I'm curious, how do you do that? Independent thinking, shared success. It's all about the numbers. InvestDoc.com. Steve and Justin are always grateful when you make InvestDoc a part of your daily routine. And their unbiased guidance can be an invaluable aid to your efforts at building a strong portfolio. The phone lines are open. Steve is here and he's ready for your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Love to talk to you. Okay, before the break, I asked a trivia question about the, uh, the Spanish flu. We have uh, just over 100 Americans have died from the coronavirus so far. Just 100. Okay. But back in 1918, a far larger number of Americans died from the Spanish flu. So how many died? Just in the United States. Here's the answer. The Spanish flu pandemic of 1980 that led deadliest in history infected uh, estimated 500 million people worldwide. 
And that was about one-third of the planet's population, by the way. The Spanish flu killed estimated 20 to 50 million people worldwide. In the U.S., it killed 675,000 Americans. Remember, we have 100 the coronavirus so far. Twenty-five to 50,000 people to the flu this year. And we do that every year. 25 to 50,000. So I, I just want to keep it in perspective. I, I know the numbers are going to go up, and they are. I'm not doubting that whatsoever. And eventually it'll probably spread all over the country. I'm not doubting that. Maybe next year or the year after. Um, but I, I don't think we, I think our, I think we're panicking. A lot of people are panicking for no reason. I understand you know, prevention and all that stuff, and I agree. You should do that. But the numbers are pretty small so far, pretty smart. Even in China, what, they have 80, 100,000 people got it? I mean, I don't know if I believe them. I think it was a lot more. Let's say it's 200. Let's say it's 300,000. That's still not that big of a deal. Who got it? Who got the, the, uh, the, the coronavirus? This is what I mean. We've got to put it in perspective, okay? Yeah, take precautions, but, you know, I think we're going nuts about this stuff. 888-99-CHARGE is our number, 888-992-4278. Okay, here's some of the economic numbers for February, and, of course, we're looking back, so they're not much. They're not very useful, but I still would like to tell you what's going on. The Fed, uh, the uh, February retail sales fell 5 tenths of 1%. Most of that was because of gasoline. Went down. Gasoline prices fell. So, but we're still down. Um, industrial protection went, production, industrial production went up six tenths of percent. Seven million jobs were open versus six point six million the month before. Okay, so you can see housing starts went up one point five six million from one point five five million. So they everything looked pretty darn good. It was starting to pick up more, and we were getting stronger. A boom. Now we're going to have this, this, this coronavirus numbers show up big time in March. Tomorrow we'll have one of our first uh, um, leading economic indicators reported because it will be for March 14th week, and that's the jobless claims. I expect that to jump. Remember, we were at uh, record lows for months, almost a year plus, a year plus, really low, low numbers on the number, way uh, in the 200, 220,000 range. And I've been saying to you that, you know, you don't even have to worry about until it reaches over 300,000. Well, it is a leading economic indicator, so we have to pay attention to that. That's going to be tomorrow, everybody. Okay? 888-99-CHART. Let's go to another caller who took the time to leave our question at any time left in line. And I really appreciate it. It is live and operating, so make your calls, ask your questions off to ours. 888-99-CHART. Yes, my question concerns the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation, and I'm curious, do we have any exposure as uh, to any possible uh, additional coverage that the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation might have in the current economic climate? Thanks. Bye-bye. I don't think that they're really worried about that. I don't, I, I would, I, the Pension Guarantee Fund is going to be there. Okay. What that means, everybody, if you have a pension, there is insurance for that pension. For most pensions are part of a program, 
Uh, not all pensions belong to it, but most of them do because they have to pay for this insurance. Uh, and this is a government-backed insurance, the Guaranteed Pension Fund. It's almost like, think about, think of it in terms of like uh, uh, FDIC insurance or SIPC insurance, you know, protecting savings accounts. Well, this protects pensions. But the, there's a little known fact about most people don't realize it does not necessarily protect 100% of your pension. For instance, I know a long time ago uh, I had a uh, uh, airline pilot friend who was making really he was retired and he was making really good money in his uh, in his uh, from his pension plan and it was I think it was Pan Am I don't remember what airline but he was a pilot and the pension went under and I don't remember exactly what it is but his pension was cut by thirty percent his pension payment so he was relying on for the for his retirement for the rest of his life it was cut because the guarantee fund didn't guarantee it all. So this is why it's so important to set aside your own money, everybody, even if you have a pension. I mean, the only ones that are, are pretty darn safe are government pensions, not private companies. That's, and one of the reasons why many private companies don't offer them anymore because they're, uh, you know, there are these un, unfunded liabilities out there in the future that many times they haven't funded them properly or completely. And then if something happens to the company and they can't pay the pension, the guarantee fund steps in, which is great. It helps you, but it may not cover the whole pension plan. That's the problem. Okay? 888-99-CHARTER is our number for everybody. 888-992-4278. Is the coronavirus impact on retail purchases quantifiable? Well, yes, if you look at Costco's numbers. I don't know if you've been to Costco recently. Costco said the impact from the new coronavirus boosted its monthly same-source sales for free by about 3%. I guarantee it's going to do the same thing for March. Have you seen Walmart? Walmart was up today. Have you seen Kohl's? I'm not Kohl's, but uh, Kroger. Kroger was up strong today. These are grocery stores, and that's why it was a grocery store part. For the fiscal second quarter for Costco, same source sales, sales, which is what they, the metric that they all use, right? Same source sales year over year to see if they're growing. Uh, and for the last 12 months, it rose 8.9% year over year. Sales increased 7.9% when excluding the impact of gasoline prices and currency fluctuations. Pretty darn strong numbers. So, you, and I'm sure you've seen it, people buying toilet paper. I'm, I'm kind of confused. Maybe someone can fix this, tell me about this. Why is there a rush on toilet paper? There's no shortage. There's not going to be a shortage of toilet paper. Why is everybody wiping out the... And water. Water water is really confusing to me. You can turn on the faucet and get water. You're not going to have a shortage of water if you, you know... Why why is there a run on it? I, I don't get it. I'm, not, I'm sorry. Maybe someone can... You know, light me on that. I, I don't know. But things, these things are being purchased like hotcakes at the stores. They can't even keep them in. So, so it looks like many Americans are planning to keep their heads low and stay home. And I understand, therefore, you want to stock up on certain. But I don't get the run. And Costco is one of the only retailers showing increase in store traffic so far. But I've noticed other stores, you know, running out of certain things, certain items. So keep just... I think you just don't worry, Costco. If you're a Costco shopper, they're gonna, you know, the supplies are coming. You know, there's not going to be a shortage of water or toilet paper. So, just just use common sense. That's all I ask. So, 
Uh, my advice for doing it with the reality is to find your own, and you know, as far as investments, or should you be buying Costco? Or I, I would suggest that you use your own judgment on this. Uh, you know, everybody's going to have an opinion, but you know, common sense will get you through most things. So, what is your comfort zone? Are you, you know, at some point, you know, the market's going to turn around. You remember what happened in two thousand and nine from the very deep 50% bear market of the financial crisis. The market went up 100%. Try to keep that in your head while you're seeing your portfolios go down. It will not last. They will come back. I, I don't know if they'll come back in a year like they did in 2009. I don't know that. But this is why you measure your own risk tolerance before things like this happen. If you want to measure your risk tolerance, you can go to my website, take the free risk, uh, riskalyze questionnaire, and I, I will and I'll send you an email and tell you what that you'll get a score and I'll tell you what it means. And then if you send me a portfolio, I'll put that in the same software and I'll tell you what what that risk risk of your portfolio is. You know, and if you feel uncomfortable, you you reduce your risk. You know, uh, don't panic sell out, but reduce your risk if you're uncomfortable. Well, how do you do that? Well, there's ways you can do it. I'll help you with that, too. So just just think about that. It's free. And go to investtalk.com, riskalyze, free. It's a short questionnaire. Check it out. You can quickly calibrate your own risk tolerance, personal risk tolerance. Right now, I'm ready to answer any of your questions, anything financial, anyways, 888-99-CHART. This is InvestTalk made possible by KPP Financial, where each Friday, subscribers to the KPP Premium Newsletter receive a concise and highly informative summary of the week's financial and investment news, sent directly to their inbox. It really does give you a week that was roundup in a quick read. It also offers a look ahead and various process and term explanations that will be interesting to every investor. So you should be thinking about subscribing. You'll get targeted value formatted for fast consumption when you become a KPP Premium Newsletter subscriber at investtalk.com. The InvestTalk Radio and Podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. Call with your questions. 888-99-CHART. Yes, first name is Leanna, L-I-A-N-A. And I'm calling you, I was just uh, astoundingly, amazingly happy when I came across your station by accident. And I was mesmerized. I've been listening all day today since uh, I came upon your station, which I'm just so happy about. But uh, the question being this, my children, uh, we are executives of uh, an estate, and our grandchildren, ages 10 and 7, are inheriting some money, and I'd like to know how we should invest it. We have priority over the money, as far as you want to choose that word, forever, actually. There's no set time as to when they receive the money, but we'd like to certainly give the money to them at a certain time and like to invest it in a very, very, you know, safe investment. And one which you have to offer or, if you, you know, might give us some advice. And thank you very much. I just love your program. Thank you very, very much. Bye-bye. Well, thank you for the call. I really appreciate it. And your definition was safe, safe investment. So, you know, of course, treasuries and CDs are extremely safe. I mean, it's the safest you can get. 
They may not pay you a lot right now, but they're the most safe you can get. But I, I probably would suggest high-quality corporate bonds or even municipal bonds that are double tax-free. You could do those, too. One thing about municipal bonds and county bonds and state bonds, they're double tax-free, and those usually pretty darn safe. But, of course, federal tax bonds, treasuries, bills and bonds, are the safest in the world. Now, going from ultra, ultra, ultra safe to pretty darn safe, very safe, or going to ultra safe to very safe is high-quality investment-grade, higher corporate bonds. There you can probably get, you can eke about 3 maybe 4% this year. Um, that's what they're paying. I actually saw a couple of 4 and 5% issue, uh, issues out today because of uh, lack of liquidity, so they had to offer better returns, but that was surprising. But you hold those bonds at maturity, you make that money, and you just keep reinvesting in the bonds. Those are, if you're talking about safe, that's what you can do. Cash, of course, pays virtually nothing. CDs doesn't pay much, and then um, then U.S. Treasuries pay a little bit more, but you know you got to lock up that money. You know, and then county, city, double tax free, state double tax free bonds, and then corporate high quality corporate bonds. And of course, I have a program that does the high quality corporate bonds. So those are your areas of safety, and you know, CDs is. You know, it's possible. Um, if the kids are very young and you've got a very long time horizon, you have to have some exposure to the market. Some of the big blue chip stocks that pay high dividends, but they're more volatile and they're not nearly as safe. And you want a safe investment. Thanks for the call, though. I appreciate it. Let's go to Don in the Bay Area. He wants to talk about water and paper sales. Don. Don. Don, he hung up. I wanted to know. You were going to tell me why that is. A, there's a rush on this when we have plenty of it. And I really feel, I, I'm just a little confused. I mean, they still get orders all in for paper and water. It's not like you're short. You're not, you're not short. Don't know. Okay. Now, we've had an interesting situation where even bonds, even high-quality bonds, went down in value this last week. The 10-year Treasury was up 17 basis points to 1.1%. Remember, last week it was about a half a percent. So when remember, when the yield goes up, the value of the bond goes down. So the value of the bonds went down, the U.S. Treasury went down. And, of course, that affected every, every other bonds as far as its value. Try to remember the bonds pay a yield, right, whatever percent that is. That's not what we're talking about. They will pay that yield for, for until the bond matures. And the bonds all mature back to par. So no matter what the fluctuation of values in between, as long as they all mature par, you're going to get your money back plus your yield. We're just talking about in between the issuing date and the maturity date, the values of the bonds can fluctuate. And they went down, which is <laughs> which because the yield went up, which is surprising in the face of the Federal Reserve knocking down the yield to almost zero, to 0.25%. Interesting. This is the best talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We have one goal here. To help you achieve financial freedom, everybody. Same goal every day. And work continues. 888-99-CHART.
You are listening to Invest Talk. The health of your financial future may depend on the decisions you start making now in 2020. Steve Peasley is here, ready to provide his unbiased investment guidance. 888 99Chart. Okay, let's talk to Don. He called back. Thank you, Don. I appreciate you calling back. Hi, Steve. So what do you think hey, about so, this, uh, the water and so, paper sales so thing? Why is, a, why is it Costco, still, okay? you know, people rushing out to buy those things? And so what, what I've been told is that the virus starts right at your throat. And if you keep your throat with just water to wash it down, the acids in your stomach kill the, the virus by just the acid. So the whole paper thing? I, I'm yeah. just as confused as you are because I see it every day. Now, I, we, we get paper every two to three days, and we're one of the busiest buildings in the country within the company. So, you know. But, you know, you have water in the faucet. If, if you ran out of your exactly. bottled water, you can always just That's get, what drink I tell it people. I said, Remember when you were growing up? At least, you know, I'm, I'll be 58. You drink right out of the faucet when you were growing up. But, I, you know, I think they're thinking that the water is going to get contaminated or something by the coronavirus, so they're buying the bottled water. Huh. Of course, water can't be contaminated by the coronavirus. It's not possible. Yeah, and the paper I don't know. shortage. The psyche right now, I mean, you know, we're doing like $5 million a day sometimes at, you know, at our place. It's that's amazing. Beyond, beyond what I've ever seen. So, yeah, that's crazy. That's kind of, yeah, Don, I on the way home and I, I got to call him and <laughs> tell him, yeah. you know. Don, I so, appreciate the call and thank you for the information. Yeah. I appreciate it. Let's go to Rahit yeah, in Kansas City. Rahit wants to talk about the Dropbox, right? Rahit? Yes, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. So Thank I have you. a quick question on Dropbox. Uh, sure. I'd like to see if this is a good time to get in. Um, well, I'll tell you what. It looks very inviting in the future. $16.52 a share. It's a $6.9 billion company. Uh, it, before the coronavirus, it had great numbers, and it popped up from $18.50 to $22 in one day. And ever since that day, it's been falling, 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 falling. That was, you know, late February, right? Now here it is, middle of March or so. And uh, what does Dropbox do? It provides cloud storage, sharing, and collaborating services to more than 600 million users across 180 countries. I happen to use Dropbox. I like it. It's very simple to use. Kind of cool. Um, uh, it was... Uh, so it was down up 1.73% today, and it looks like it's putting in a bottom here around $16, 15 to $17. It, you know, it's been very erratic in this area. Uh, they're going to make $0.89. Cents. It's not necessarily a cheap stock because they're going to make $0.89, $0.89 cents a share, and I have a feeling that, that I don't think this coronavirus is going to affect them too much because people working from home and doing more things on the computer at home it might probably use this more, not less. And so I'm not feeling that the earnings are going to come in about what they are. But still, just so you know, that's not necessarily you know, a cheap stock, but it is about uh, 20, 20, maybe 21, 22 PE, which is, you know, the five-year range of this is 30 to 156, so it's well below its range. So I kind of like it here. Maybe put on a half position. Uh, Rahit, and see how it goes, and maybe pick up the other half if it falls. Okay, be gentle. Don't don't jump right in. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. That was uh, Dropbox. As simple as B uh, D B X. Dog Boy X Ray. D B X. 
888-99 Charlie is our number, everybody. 888-992-4278. It is working, and you can call after hours and leave your question there. I'd be happy to get them on the very next show. So please do that. Smart Money thinks that the Fang stocks, that's Facebook, Apple, Netflix, Google, and Microsoft, um, will lead the market up. Will lead the market up. Why do they think that? This is traditional. In a bear market, when you finally get into a bear market, the stocks that are hit the most and were the previous leaders usually are the ones that get or become the leaders again afterwards. So they're looking at that kind of history, you know, just based on history. And I don't even know if I gave the numbers of the Dow today. And I don't know if I get that. The Dow was down 1,338 points. The uh, NASDAQ was down 345 points. And the S&P down 131. We had us, we had a, we hit the stop, the, uh, the stops again today. Anyway, then the market recovered a bit. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Invest Up program. I will return Friday with highlights from the newest KPP premium newsletter. Justin will be here tomorrow. So, uh, meanwhile, Hold on, everybody. We're still going to have a lot of volatility, but there there is a little light at the end of the tunnel. Okay? If you want to listen to our podcast, go to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or investtalk.com and download it, please. Have a great night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, It's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.